Hi, I'm Ruby. And I'm Cody. And, and this, this is, is the Swirl. <laughs> It's the magic of technology, folks. We're in two different states, just attempting to come together. We're in two different states, both literally and metaphorically. (laughs) I'm in a state of confusion, distress. I don't know. What kind of state are you in? I'm in a state of stitches. Oh my god, what the hell happened? Okay. Okay, again, I always get nervous when I'm about to ask you this. (laughs) How did that happen, Cody? So I had a blind date last weekend. What? (laughs) Why do all of your dates end in, like, physical injury here? Like, I need, I'm starting to have questions about your choices in men. (laughs) Everybody's got their something, Ruby. Everybody's got their something. Like, a couple months ago, there was an ER trip, and then, now stitches? (laughs) Oh no, oh no, I have to say it, it's coming, bitches get stitches. All right, so talk to me. What happened? Is this is this one of our, our famous Cody's Got Problems? Cody's Got Problems. It is indeed. It's the next chapter. Oh, no. So I, I had a blind date last weekend. He didn't exactly look like the photo that was supplied to me, but I thought one drink can't hurt, okay, right? Okay, was he the same race? <laughs> yeah, there was, there was no Rachel Dolezal that happened where I showed up and he was like, but really, inside I'm a black woman. Because I would have punched him dead in his eye. Like, don't even uh, act like that's outside the realm of possibility with your dating situations, though. <laughs> oh, no, I I definitely have had, uh, you know, people think that they're complimenting you, but then they say something silly like, I'm blacker than you. And you're like, look here, Latino man. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that didn't happen. I think he just, he appeared to be a, a little older than the the photo. But you know, if if you got a good photo, look, I've been riding, I've been riding on these photos from 2015 for like two years now, so I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I thought you know one drink can't hurt, right? So the waiter comes over, and my date straight up just orders a meal after I ordered my drink. So suddenly I'm locked in. <laughs> Why do all is- these things? you all the time i'm so sorry <laughs> i just ordered a book about empaths and i really think that's going to help me figure some stuff out like how do i navigate the world yes you're a- an, as empath, an empathic person for yeah. sure oh my gosh so <laughs> look know yourself people just know yourself so i always try to remember my golden rule which is be nice to everybody because you never know who someone is and you never know who someone's going to be and i know you live by that too mm-hmm. So when you leave yourself that wiggle room, it it can lead to foolishness. Yes, it, you know you you're trying to just give everybody a shot. Yes, and be kind kind and courteous. <laughs> so I I end up ordering food too, and we settle into conversation. Uh, seems like a nice guy, but here here is the kicker. Oh no! So I ask him how long he's been in the area, and if he had a good base of friends. Right. So I, uh, before I moved here, I had made, I had a, before I moved here, I had a few friends that moved here before me. And then I sort of like co-opted their friends. Yeah. I was fortunate enough to make friends with their friends. Uh, so he replies that he didn't have many friends, but his best friend was named Clarence. 
And I inquired a little more, and I found out that Clarence is his cat. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) So okay, I pause. Okay. (laughs) How are you a lightning rod for like the mentally ill gay men of Washington D.C.? No, I think that because I'm an empath, I. I make allowances for awkward people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, holy shit. Okay. Clarence is a great name for a cat, though. Look. I mean. Clarence is a fantastic (laughs) name for a cat. I'm not. I wasn't mad about it. Right. Like, I mean, there are worse things you could call your cat. Okay, go ahead. It was like, what what is that? Like an orange? He had photos, of course. It was like a, what, like an orange tabby? Did Did he offer to show you these pictures or did you ask to see pictures? And, 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 before you answer that question, was the cat dressed in outfits that the man made for this cat? Because that's the next thing I know it is. Okay. Oh, so, no! I didn't personally ask for the photos, <laughs> but it's, we're going to get there. Oh, God, okay. oh, it, it, God. I just, I just oh, need God. a second. I just need a second. So, I, I was startled when he, when he said literally Clarence and then a beat and then my cat. So I I was like startled or distracted, but I that's when I damn near sliced my thumb off. Oh, so out of shock? Out of shock. Like do you know how like I have a really good pain threshold. Um but <laughs> do you know do you know like when when you have like a head injury or you blackout drunk, your body will protect you by shutting down? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think that's what my cut was. I think it was like a safety. It was like, in case of emergency, break open glass. Like, oh, my God. Get out of here. Like, my body just shut down. <laughs> like, saving you from, like, yeah. your liver being stolen by this crazy cat person. No, do you know, like, when you black out and all of a sudden you wake up and it's 9 a.m. And you're like, how did I get back to my bed? And it was like, God only looks out for fools and babies. Right. That's kind of right. what happens. Like, you're like, your your body's like, look here, baby, you don't want to know what I have yeah, to do to get you home. Yeah, don't even ask questions. Yeah, just, Thank just God understand. and move on. God had a plan for you and it, and it got you back into this bed. So... <laughs> I I try to play off the cut by like stuffing my thumb into the napkin. Okay, can we just talk about how crazy you are? What like if I oh, sliced oh. open <laughs> can... my thumb, I would say, "Excuse me, I'm bleeding out." You try to like not inconvenience anyone. You like could pass the fuck out and die on a date. I'm equally as crazy. In order not to like inconvenience anybody. Agree, agree. <laughs> so. I, like, I stuffed my thumb into the napkin, and he's like, are you okay? And I replied, yes. But the napkin is, like, continuing to get red. Oh, I'm like, (laughs) okay, I'm also drinking a barfy smoothie, so I don't know if I'm gonna throw up because of the barfy smoothie, or because you're talking about blood. (laughs) It's definitely a combo of the two. I will stop, I will stop talking about blood. (laughs) I, I go and I, I I gather myself. They get, they get a bandage for me, which was great. Um... (laughs) <laughs> and I'm trying to decide if I need to, like, make my exit or not. Okay, uh, okay, you're trying to decide if you should make your exit. Okay, the food, you- The food was really good. <laughs> I want- okay, okay. <laughs> first things first. Fair, fair. But a man just told you his best friend is a cat named Clarence, and then you slice open your body, and you still haven't run for the hills. So- Ruby, <laughs> we have a- we have a podcast- <laughs> 
and we need content. Listen. So suddenly, I needed to be able to get in there and 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 get the rest of this information. I do not need you to bleed out though for the podcast. I am an investigative journalist. <laughs> Some people go to war-torn countries. Cody goes on dates. <laughs> I'm the Dan Rather of dating. Oh, my God. Oh, so, my God. So um, I ask him, because I understand the introverts and extroverts and ambiverts, which I think I am at this point. So I ask him if he's an introvert, and he looks at me like I was the first person to ever get him. <laughs> Oh and and I asked what he and his best friend like to do, and he told me that you did not he, ask it like that, did you? Yeah. Oh like, my! So why you, didn't you, you say what do you and your? Oh my god! I can't believe you asked a human being what he and his cat like to do for fun. I mean, I told a man once that he had bad Yelp reviews, so yeah, of course we can understand that oh I would god. say this to somebody. Oh my god! So I asked him, you know. What he and his best friend like to do. Because I want him, I want him to kind of acknowledge the ridiculousness of saying that this cat is his best friend. But you know so, he didn't, right? I'm guessing he didn't. No, he gave me a, a straight-up genuine answer. Christ on a cracker. <laughs> he said that he puts Clarence on a leash, and that they go for long walks, and then they meet their friends at the cat cafe. Okay. <laughs> do, do you have any of these cat cafes in Pennsylvania? Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't understand how you were able to, one, say that sentence without laughing. Two, I have no idea how after Leash came up you didn't run. And three, what the fuck is a cat cafe? So, uh, these things are, <laughs> these things are, I'm imagining, they're very, they're very big uh, you know, in like Japan and stuff, but I really do think that they have to be gross and and uh poor, you know, poorly hygienic. This is I'm literally to... my worst nightmare. I do not like cats. Like I am I'm like not... anti cat. I'm not a fan of cats either. I I live with one, but it stays in its quarters, and and we are the Hatfields and McCoys. So, <laughs> but uh, last year, a bunch of these cat cafes popped up here in D.C., and they're essentially like workspaces. Um, like the we work kind of places where you you can telework, and they you know they serve coffee and lunch and stuff like that. I but swear then they... to God, if you are about to tell me that you're going on a second ca- second date to a cat cafe, I'm gonna drive to Washington and punch you in your face. Give me a lobotomy. I <laughs> would never. But um, what I'm fin- telling you is that these cat cafes have like. I don't know if they're they're runaways or strays or they people taking them in, but they're like filled with cats, and then people kind of like nuzzle up with these cats as they're working. But again, <laughs> I I just imagine like, what do you do with these cats in the off hours? Are they climbing on the countertops uh, and the uh, tables? Uh, okay, and... I'm getting itchy. I'm gonna break out <laughs> into hives. Please, is this? Are you trying to make my skin crawl off of my body today? Look, you asked me how I was able to tell that sentence with a straight face. I've spent the whole week thinking about it. No, no. I'm like, I'm going to scratch my skin clean off my muscles. That's so... So what you're you're saying is these uh, these cat cafes are these newfangled city things. Like, you don't have them in the country? Okay, listen. There's some fucking weirdness that happens out where I live, but um, Mm -hmm. ain't nobody going to a cat cafe. Like... They might be burning crosses out here, but there are no cats. 
<laughs> and they may ha- be having uh, poorly attended Confederate rallies, too. Oh, yeah, let's not. But yes, yes, no yeah. cats. Thank you, hard past. <laughs> well, eventually, I, I got myself into a cab, and I got myself uh, some stitches, and uh, I'm going on about my life. And he, di- he did send me a message afterwards asking, uh, not if I- I'd like to see him again, but when I'd like to hook up. And I just went... Yeah, that's that's not going. <laughs> yeah, I have to yeah, say again. No thanks. No thanks. Yeah, I'm good. I'm yeah, good. no. It's good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I don't know. I I slept with a I, I I slept with someone once who always like allowed their dog to be in the room when we were doing it, and then the dog would like try to sniff my butt. You know, like mid mid stroke, like you can't concentrate when all of a sudden there's a cold, wet nose in your butt. I mean, some people might be into that. I'm not here to judge. Uh, I I prefer to be on the opposite end of that equation. <laughs> Personally, but. we're just learning new things about each other. Um, <laughs> Cody's got preferences. Cody's got problems. <laughs> we're not here to judge Cody, but Cody has problems. So I say, I'll say people are very attached to their pets, and I didn't grow up with pets. And even now, the pet I have in my home, my I you know volunteered big brothers, and my little brother has gotten older and he discovered girls. So all of a sudden now his gecko lives with me. Um, but growing up, I wait, 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 I wait. had <laughs> yeah. He 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 discovered girls, and so no, there's no longer any more room in his heart for his gecko. Oh, he says he loves him, but he don't come by to see him no more. Oh, <laughs> uh, there is a lot going on over here, over there with you. God, my God. Oh, my God. You really do. There's like this animal problems. Like, I, I you know, I, my mom asked me about dating uh, about a year ago. And uh, she asked me what the problem was. And that's something you never want to hear from your parents. And I said, look, <laughs> I'm bound and determined not to be a halfway house for whores. Um, <laughs> and she, Cody, you're so crazy. Oh, my God. And you're like, so crazy. your mother, like, of all people, like, I bet she's like, sweet, dear Jesus, please help my yeah. son. <laughs> there are just many times where she just goes, I don't know where you come from. So Yeah, that's, but that's she true. does. I think deep in her heart she's... Um, so, okay. Well, yes, people are attached to their animals. Um, you need to start, uh, what's the... Vetting? Vetting, vetting is the exact... Vetting your your online dating better. (laughs) I, uh... I just don't know what I'm doing with myself. I really don't. Listen, so, you and me look, both. I, I'm in an, it's an adventure. Situation. It's an adventure. One of the one of these dates are going to it's we're, it's going to be magical. One of these awful, I, the, I'm sure the day where I'm like, Lord, I can't take no more. I can't. I can't go one more first date and tell tell my first date story, which I have memory. I have a whole like routine. You, that yeah, I do. you should just yeah. You, like I like you have a you have a lot of material on this dating thing. I feel bad for anybody that ends up dating me and then goes back and listens through <laughs> forty five episodes of the Swirl and hears about uh, people stepping to the mic and then going to the hospital. I I've really told. 
I've told my business on this show uh, so far. Um, yeah. And, and I just, I hope you all are enjoying it. Yeah. I just hope. We just like to clean, air, air coat his dirty look. Well, and the thing is, that's terrible, is 90% of this weird shit that happens to you is because of the weirdos that you end up dating, not because of you. I mean, right. you definitely don't make the situation better by slicing your thumb open and not <laughs> running away immediately. But... How much fun would our podcast be if Cody didn't have problems? So there, that's, that's I know, like nobody. Words. That's the thing. I I give I give off like gracefulness and stuff like that. But would you really know me? And I think we've gotten to that point in the podcast. It's kind of a mess. Oh yeah, no. I mean, listen, oh, it's a mess. I'm. It looks yeah. it looks presentable and cute, but it's a mess. But I feel like everybody's like that. Like all of yeah. us are like icebergs. We only are showing like the little itty bitty on the top, and everything else is underneath. And we're all. Oh. If you dig just a little deeper, we're all kind of like completely weird and strange. No, I believe it. And thus concludes yet another segment of Cody's Got Problems. <laughs> and Cody's Got Stitches. <laughs> and apparently Cody has preferences. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Jesus. All right, everybody. When we return, we'll have this week's Here For It. One of my best friends wrote us for a Q&A this week. Oh my god, I love it when you're best friend. And the funny thing about that, and we'll discuss in a little bit, is there's an honesty with your best friends that is brutal. And he asked for it, so we're going to give it to him. All that and a good word. We will be right back. Stay tuned. And we're back. And I am ready to attack our here for it. What, sweet Cody Seaton, are you here for this week? This week, I'm here for Kelly Clarkson. Okay. It's kind of a tale of two cities, because Kelly Clarkson and Gerard Butler have had kind of two different weeks. (laughs) Wait a minute. This is what happens when I don't pay attention to the news. Sure. (laughs) Because I have no idea what the hell you're talking about, one. Or two, why Gerard Butler and Kelly Clarkson should even have similar weeks. Because in my head, that's like being like, um, the peanut M&M that's on the ads. And Lassie had really disparate disparate experiences this week. There are wildly divergent stories, but I'm tying them together. Okay, okay. Make, so it, you, make it work for me, Cody. Yeah. Make it work. So you know uh, Gerard Butler, he was in the movie 300. Yeah, And he's he fun. had that impossibly fit body. And then he was in a bunch of rom-coms where he was kind of, he became known for his body more than acting. Yeah. Well, there were photos of him spotted on the beach with the woman he's dating. And he has gained a lot of weight. Oh. Um, Good and, for you, and, and when I Butler. say And when I say... <laughs> And it's tough to say, because when I say a lot of weight, he just looks like an average American now. Like I need to Google this now. He, he I mean, he actually just looked like he had a couple beers. Okay. okay. So, so I'd still but- hit it, Gerard Butler. See? I'd still I hit mean, it. I mean, he's got a beautiful face. <laughs> so I'm glad that you said that. So when he was training for 300, he worked out six hours a day for seven months. Ew. No, okay. thank you. And he told Entertainment Tonight... You just keep stepping over little barriers. You're enjoying it because you know you'll never be like this again. So you think about how much more you can push it. And I'm looking at his photos and I'm realizing, you know what? You can't maintain that kind of effort six hours a day for seven months or, or another period of time. The man's tired. The man's not on camera. Let him live his life. Yeah. 
So with Kelly Clarkson, these online trolls are constantly kicking her. And to her credit, she claps back. So every couple of months, there will be a story about somebody who said something stupid to Kelly Clarkson online. And then they're surprised to find that she responded. So Kelly Clarkson had two kids fairly close to each other. And I think even before that, she was kind of struggling with her weight. Yeah. Uh, Definitely different than like her early American Idol days. Yes. But she was quoted as saying, sometimes I'm more fit and I get into kickboxing and hardcore. And then sometimes I don't and go, nope, I'd rather have wine. Yeah. That, which is completely realistic. Her message was on July 4th. She says, thank you to every person in service for protecting all of us and cheers to every person who fought for us to experience freedom and independence. And this guy replies, you're fat. Oh, Like, not even necessary. Yeah. And her response is, dot, 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 and still effing awesome. And and she used the curse. Oh, yeah, no. I like, I love Kelly Clarkson. She's awesome. My whole point is, I refuse to believe that someone loses their quality just because they lose or gain weight. Yes. And I think you and I both know, and we talked about this nonsense um on here a bunch of times, is like... From juice cleanses to, like, my barfy smoothies that I'm doing right now. Like, honestly, like, there are, it, it does, it, one, weight loss and health does not come easily for a lot of people. It's true. And I remember going to see the movie Creed a couple years ago. Uh-huh. And Michael B. Jordan was just ripped to an inch of his life. And you think about all that, I remember seeing him as, like, a twiggy kid on All My Children and then The yeah. Wire. And you think about, like, just the dedication it takes to kind of inhabit something, right? So Kelly Clarkson years ago, she's a girl next door, an American Idol. At some point, she looked anorexic. So when I see her now and I see that she looks very happy, it's sort of like, well, she she found her peace in whatever this size is. So you have to take that into account that it's – to – be at that kind of level it's a sacrifice six hours of your day and six hours of your day in a gym right and then you think about like kesha talking about her juice cleanses and all of that and like how you have all these people around you telling you like you're too fat you need to do all like i just it's really it really can like border on the it i mean even like real health is misery sometimes because you have to make these choices but on the flip of that and like then they have to pretend like oh no no i eat cheeseburgers and look like this right and, and oh, again, kudos to Kelly Clarkson for not letting someone steal her joy, uh, because that's what that person, that miserable person did online. And Gerard Butler, call me, baby. I'd hit it. I'd still I'd hit still it. still get it. <laughs> so, Ruby, what are you here for this week? All right. Well, let's dip in here. So, um, uh, white feminists, we've had conversations about them. They're fun. Yay, white feminists. <laughs> well, um, Emma Stone is starring in a new movie as um, Billie Jean King um, yes. in uh, for the Battle of the Sexes. It's called Battle of the Sexes. And um, Stone, um, she sat down with uh, Billie Jean King in an interview for Out Magazine. And during the interview, Emma Stone brought up the issue of equal pay, telling the magazine, quote, at our best right now, women are making 80 cents to the dollar. 
So she's talking a lot about her own experiences, and she she says that, um, quote, it's a difficult system because it depends on the kinds of films you're a part of, the size of your role, how much the movies make at the box office, and so much of that changes your pay throughout your career. So I go more to the blanket issue that women are in general making four-fifths at best. And I am here for Billie Jean King, who steps in, interrupts Emma Stone, and says... White women. If you're African American or Hispanic, it goes down, and then Asian Americans make 90 cents to the dollar. Can we just talk about how freaking badass Billie Jean King is? One. Two, I love when when white women use their privilege for good and not for evil. And I'm not saying that Emma Stone didn't, like, get that, you know, sure. like, because I don't know what she was thinking. But, but she... how rad that Billie Jean King is, she is, is an amazing advocate. She's an amazing person who's been using her celebrity for good for a long time. So I am so here for Billie Jean King. I want to see the movie because I just have nothing but love for her. Billie Jean King is an OG and a revolutionary from way back, Mm -hmm. right? And she gets it. Mm -hmm. And kudos to her for stepping in and just, you know, slightly but lovingly checking Emma. It's important to note that in that situation, Emma Stone could not look past herself and her situation to go like just to connect just to connect that dot like so if this is happening to me imagine what's happening to other people right she wouldn't right. have had to say anything else but you know she was in the movie where white people save jazz so what does she and know? she played um, an asian american in like some movie about hawaii and she's not asian you. not asian so thank you for <laughs> i i didn't want to say it thank you for stepping in listen that's uh, but I, I mean <laughs> There is just this, uh, she went on, she went on to talk about how, like, her male co-stars take pay cuts so she can, they can have parody. And it's like, no, you, (laughs) you and he, he doesn't have, they don't have to be your father. They don't have to be your daddy. Right. You two can go to the studio and say, I want this person to have parody with me. Right. Figure it out. Why don't, why, you know, look, you can accept your table scraps if you want to, girl. I'm done with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, listen, I I, I feel like after La La Land, I'm a little like, "Mm, Emma Stone. All right. All right. Plan eight. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm here for Billie Jean King. I am here all day for Serena Williams. Emma Stone can take a seat. (laughs) Yes. Oh, Emma Stone. Guys, when we return, we're going to have this week's Q&A. Hey! Yeah. Stay tuned. All right. And we're back with this week's Q&A. Hey! So this comes from a very dear friend of mine, and I'm changing his name to protect the guilty. Oh, no. Because I don't want to mess up his... Or his real life. Yeah. Telling all his business. Uh-huh. But I appreciate you for writing us. Uh, so this week's Q&A comes from Stuck in the Foxhole. Oh, no. <laughs> I, now, knowing you, this could be like a literal foxhole, or it could be a figurative one, or it could be some kind of weird sexual thing. So That's let's true. just see what mix this could be. <laughs> mix everything. Well, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if it works, but let's just rock with it. All let's right. see. Last year, I ended a six-year relationship with my longtime girlfriend. She had a complicated sexuality, and she struggled in our last year together before she decided that her true self was to be a lesbian. Okay. 
I fully supported her and I tried to make the breakup as amicable and as easy for her benefit as possible. Fast forward, I'm in a new relationship with another woman and I'm growing very fond of her. She's smart, we share common interests, obviously I think she's beautiful, and she's very curious. Maybe too curious. (laughs) Okay? Ever so often, she'll ask me questions about my past relationship. They'll start off innocent, but then inevitably find their way to asking me repetitively about how the relationship ended. And she seems to struggle with the reasoning that I give that not all sexuality is set in stone like most hetero people. I don't want to feel like I'm putting part of my life story off limits for her, but the constant repeat and her struggle to understand is starting to contort my own concept of the past. How could what feels so easy to explain for me be so hard for her to understand? So what is okay to keep from a significant other? What is required sharing? And how would you explain this situation even if you would? Help me, Ruby Wan and Cody Wan. (laughs) You're not only my only hopes, but you're my most entertaining ones. Signed, Stuck in the Foxhole. Flattery will get you everywhere. Everywhere. Stuck in the Foxhole. Um, (laughs) So I wonder, like, (laughs) yeah, I I totally feel you, right? Like, that's kind of shitty that this person won't let it go and that they keep bringing it up. Um, I wonder if you've expressed that to them in a direct way. Like, listen, like, I really don't want to talk about this anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. I've told you what I'm going to tell you and it's over. And I really want to, like, focus on our now and what we're doing and our future. And, like, because that's over. Um, Especially because... Maybe it's just me. I don't think what you're describing is that crazy or that complicated. So, like, it's not like somebody, like, I feel like if, if like, your partner died of cancer, um, mm. do you know what I mean? Or, like, if your your former lover, like, um, was in a car accident, that people would be so, like, please tell us the story again. I want to hear about how you're ex-girlfriend's dead like (laughs) but but there's something about this because it you know like they maybe are assuming it's not as painful or not as you know what fraught um so i almost wonder if maybe you had a really direct conversation with them and were like listen like next time they ask like i'm gonna tell you the story one more time (laughs) and i i'm i've told you everything i'm gonna tell you and i really just don't want to talk about this again because i'm really trying to move on and move forward and and like if you want to even like emphasize like because i'm really enjoying my current situation with you and i want to i want to think about our future you and i together like flattery will get you everywhere um maybe going that road um but yeah Yeah, i'm trying to i'm trying to i'm trying to keep these threads together but i I feel like people in relationships always play the game of, like, I want to know how you were in your last relationship. And that's all cute until you find out the one thing you don't want to find out, right? Right. It's like somebody will ask you how, you know, how many sexual partners you've had or if your ex had a big penis and how often they made you orgasm. And then, like, there's no way that information is going to turn out well. It's going to end in somebody crying or somebody being jealous. Yes. So I feel like, you know, if her desire to know about the past stems from kind of wondering about your, you know, like, this could be a, a positive thing. Like she could wonder, wow, ha, how interested is he in long-term commitment? You're right. Or right. how are you, are you able to be faithful? Um, that, that's kind of fine. Like that's valid. But 
if you want to know more than necessary about the mechanics of a previous relationship, that's a bit of an intrusion. Yeah. So let alone if you're questioning the ex's choices, because ultimately only he and the ex understand why their relationship ended, why they stayed in it as long right. as they did. Uh, and, and for me, like that was kind of interesting watching it from afar. Like they were trying to make it work and he was being incredibly sensitive uh, to the fact that, you know, she was kind of going through um, a, an awakening in her life. So I want to say that, like, unless there's something about stuck in the foxhole's penis that's turning women into lesbians. <laughs> uh, and if that's the case, I'm going to need to inspect it and or donate you to science. Oh, my God. Carrie! <laughs> Carry on and tell her none your business. I'm not letting you see my everyone... penis. Everyone... <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, if you if you had one, I'd want to see it immediately. <laughs> I'd have so many questions. Uh, <laughs> you, everyone's entitled to their past, and you're entitled to maintain a modicum of privacy. Because I don't know how healthy it is when people are constantly having conversations about their ex with their new one. I've gone to dinner with people who are in relationships, and they're just very casually like, oh, yeah, when I was with Victor, we did blah, 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 blah. And it's like, ooh. Yeah, like, no. Because that gives a connotation that you're not over your previous situation right. if you're talking about it. And I think for him, she may be concerned that after spending eight years with this ex, he's moved on in a way that's very, like, thoughtful and measured. And I think sometimes people want to know – where your passion is. And if you appear to be like matter of fact and that you've matter of factly moved on, she may wonder if when things end, if they end with you, that you just may be like, okay, on to the next one. Oh, so that's fair. She, that's he may fair. have done, he may have done a disservice to himself by making it seem like he moved on so swiftly. Right. I personally, I know that he struggled. Um, but at, at a, at a certain point, I think it may stem more from this idea like, okay, you were with somebody for nearly a decade and now you're just with me. Right. Well, and I think too, like a lot of times- Have you unpacked this stuff? Right. And I feel too, like, um, a lot of times these kinds of questions stem from insecurity. Like maybe, maybe I don't know this person in real life, right? So like my husband's not exactly Mr. Talk About His Feelings. So sometimes (laughs) you, if they're, if you're not being really open with them or you, if they're sensing that you're not being really open, they're worried that you're hiding some kind of like deep emotional fraughtness and maybe you're not really over them or whatever. Um, and so you get insecure. Um, so I, I mean, that's a good, it's good to look at what the motive, her motivations might be. Um, And it's funny, it's funny you say that because anytime someone says, don't look over here, there's nothing to see here, or don't worry about that, everyone's antenna goes up. Oh yeah, right. Like, or or if I ask my husband, what are you thinking about? He always goes, nothing. I'm like, you're a brilliant (laughs) human being. How are you not thinking about anything? Like, I don't know if I'm ever not thinking about anything. Right. And, and I, and so I think in a situation like that, someone would want to, just curiosity would make you want to keep digging. Right. Well, maybe what you do is you guys sit down and you have a glass of wine and you say, okay, we're going to go have dinner. We're going to drink a three bottles of wine and then you can ask me any questions you want. I will tell you honestly, but then after tonight, we're done. We're not going to yeah. talk about this anymore. And then like you've that. given her a chance to ask all of her questions. You're showing you have nothing to hide. And then you can close that that part of your life off and say, okay, we talked about that. It's over. We're not right. going to talk about it again. I like that. And that, I, I would agree with that information. Um, but I, I do think if, if there's a sense that you're withholding, 
someone's just gonna keep digging. Yep. It's gonna it's gonna be like deep throat and <laughs> not the good kind. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> he always has to go there, you guys. He just does and he can't help himself. Add step to the mic on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle it. It's too much. <laughs> Stuck in the foxhole, I love you, and thank you for writing us. I love you, too. Stuck in the foxhole, I love you If you, you met lot. him, you would love him. <laughs> I'm sure would. I would. He's lovable. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, if his magic stick is turning women into lesbians... <laughs> I got the magic stick. I know we are going to market that. I can do twice. I can do magic. What? What? Magic. All right. Ruby, it's time for the good word. Take my heathen ass to church. Sticking to our theme of dope 1970s feminists, um, we have a quote today from Joan Didion, um, who I love. I mean, every white liberal feminist loves Joan Didion. I feel like we do. It's like a club. Um, All right. Quote, I'm not telling you to make the world better because I don't think that progress is necessarily part of the package. I'm just telling you to live in it. Not to endure it, not just to suffer it, not just to pass through it, but to live in it, to look at it, to try to get the picture, to live recklessly, to make chances, to take chances, to make your own work and take pride in it, to seize the moment. And if you ask me why you should bother to do that, I could tell you that the grave's a fine and private place, but none, I think, do there embrace. Nor do they sing, or write, or argue, or see the title bore on the Amazon, or touch their children, and that's what there is to do, and get it while you can, and good luck at it. Hey, I love it. I love it. So, I'm gonna go do those things. I think I'm going to the pool today with my kid. I think I'm gonna finally start reading our book club selection, because <laughs> I haven't done it. Ruby needs this. Ruby needs this. The notes, the cliff notes. Ruby makes suggestions <laughs> and then so doesn't terrible. follow through. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, my life is a little busy right now, and I'm a little over bandwidth right now. I feel like I might cry. Well, I hope that our listeners are enjoying Gabrielle Zebe's book. This is just my face. Try not to stare. I haven't really. We promise it. that we- <laughs> I haven't opened it yet. But <laughs> we promise to get to it at some point. <gasps> It's on the list. It's on the list. (laughs) And with that, y'all, you know how it goes. You can follow us at Swirl Podcast on every social channel. And you can follow Cody at Step to the Mic on the tweets and at Ruby Junkie on the tweets. And you also know the party doesn't end. It just relocates. We survived yet another episode of the Swirl. It's a great episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. (laughs) See you next week. Be nice to each other. Bye. Pray for my finger. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.